Happy Earth Month and welcome to a very special episode of the Climate Conscious Podcast. And today I am joined by three amazing ladies behind the Breadfruit Collective, Afifa Richardson, Ayana Allen, and Christine Samwaru. My avid listeners would know that Earth Day marks the anniversary of the Climate Conscious Podcast, and this year we are celebrating two years of podcasting. Yes, time really flies when you're having fun. What started out as a passion project and a creative outlet has blossomed into a movement built on community. One of the keys to sustainability is partnerships, and I am overjoyed to celebrate this milestone by partnering with the Breadfruit Collective and the Open Society Foundations, a platinum sponsor, to host the inaugural Caribbean Women for Climate Justice Conference, hashtag CW4CG. But before we get into the details, I'll let Christine share a bit about the Breadfruit Collective with us. Hi, Deval. Happy Earth Month and happy second anniversary. I'm so happy to be here. I'm Christine Samwaru, and I'm the founder of the Breadfruit Collective, which is an NGO based in Guyana. It's an organization that aims to address the intersection between gender and the environment. I am an intersectional feminist, so I do believe that we have to take an intersectional view and perspective when we address issues relating to the environment and relating to gender. I'm so happy today that two very important members of my team is also here, and I'll allow them to introduce themselves. Hi, Deval. So happy to be here. My name is Ayana. Um, I've been working with the Breadfruit Collective for roughly a year, and I'm currently an undergraduate student studying gender studies and environmental studies. So everything that we're doing here with the conference and the work that the Climate Conscious Podcast and that the Breadfruit Collective do is really important to me. Hi, Deval. I'm Afifa Richardson. I'm a digital communications manager with Bradford Collective. I actually started early this year, so it's just coming on to uh, four months. And it's it's really great to be part of the conference. Um, I've done a lot of work in climate um, awareness and education, and I've learned so much from being involved in Bradford Collective about how that connects with gender issues and women issues. And it's really great to kind of see it all come together in this conference. Yes, and I must say thank you to you ladies for all the work that you do in promoting and advancing sustainability in our region. So now a word about our sponsor, Open Society Foundations. The Open Society Foundations, founded by George Soros, are the world's largest private funder of independent groups working for justice, democratic governance, and human rights. They provide thousands of grants every year through a network of national and regional foundations and offices, funding a vast array of projects in the areas of economic equity and justice, information and digital rights, equality and anti-discrimination, and human rights, to name a few. Through their global grants, they seek to address the intractable problems often rooted in deep social and economic inequalities. We are indebted to the Open Society Foundations for their kind support of this initiative. 
Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. The words of Martin Luther King. As we seek to address the climate crisis, we come face to face with imbalances and exploitation and inequalities that transcend all segments of society. When we talk about climate justice, we first contrast the developed world and their significant contributions to greenhouse gas emissions with the developing world, and in our case, small island developing states, and the negligible contributions, yet our very existence is threatened by worsening climate impacts. And if we go deeper, we see that within these vulnerable populations, there are subsets that are at an added disadvantage due to existing inequalities. And so the Caribbean Women for Climate Justice Conference was conceptualized to create a space to unpack the cross-cutting issues of climate and gender justice as we pursue a sustainable and resilient Caribbean. So, Christine, Ayana, Afifa, how does climate justice relate to gender? So for me, climate justice is about moving towards a more equitable future for everyone. And so I think climate justice connects to gender because many of the harmful systems like capitalism that are fueling environmental degradation are also contributing to gender discrimination. And there is no climate justice without gender justice. So working towards unraveling systematic harm to the environment, I feel like that will undoubtedly have an impact on gender inequality. Completely agree with Ayana. I really love the quote that you mentioned of all because it speaks about justice as a whole. And we can't have like justice in one area unless we achieve justice in all other areas. So we know like in the, the climate crisis, it affects everyone differently. And women are usually one of the groups that tend to be uh, marginalized or face some of the worst impacts. Uh, we face specific challenges because of gender inequality. And so there we really can't yet achieve that overall justice unless we have like gender justice or justice in all other areas. Absolutely. Yes. And just to add on briefly to what my colleagues mentioned, I'm so impressed and I agree 100%, but just to add on threats and pressures on the environment usually amplify inequality. And like my colleagues mentioned, there's already an imbalance in communities. So whenever we have these natural disasters happening, what we find is violence usually goes up. And in the Caribbean, we're already, when it comes to gender-based violence, one in every three women experience some form of violence. And in Guyana, that number is one in two. So I guess for the average person listening, when we talk about gender justice and climate justice, these are all issues that are really connected and they're all issues that are talking about creating a just future. Because we find that when we when we are released from gender roles, usually that leads to, um, they give us the more independence and it's freeing us to be able to make decisions that are more um, equitable for everyone. And, you know, on the surface, we may think that the climate, the climate crisis is just an environmental, ecological issue. But as you have briefly outlined, climate change can even translate into increased domestic violence. And on the surface, you know, that might seem far-fetched, but in that example, you see how far-reaching the consequences of the climate crisis are, especially for us here in the Caribbean. 
So, Christine, what will the Caribbean Women for Climate Justice Conference address? Yes, so I'm so happy to be a part of this team. This is, in, this is our inaugural event, and the conference aimed to take a holistic view of the climate crisis and address it from a Caribbean lens by our own Caribbean people. We aim to highlight the work being done, the connection to justice, raising the alarm on issues, because we already know that we're facing and we're seeing the effects of climate change. We're also, a conference like this aims to build community and build on the strength that we have within our little country and within our little island. We aim to create a feminist climate justice um, environment where we're able to learn from each other, build support, build network, and continue the conversation way beyond the conference when the conference ends. And you mentioned raising the alarm. And it seems like almost every day an alarm is going off as we strive to contain global warming to 1.5 degrees and that often captures the attention, but it's important that we zone in on some of the issues, some of the underlying issues that we may overlook in our attempts to address climate change and engage in climate action. So Ayana, who are we hoping to attract to the conference? So the short answer to that question is everyone, but truly we want to include people from academia, we want to include the youth, we want to specifically center Indigenous people. Um, But at the end of the day, anyone interested in thinking about climate justice through a Caribbean lens is welcome and the conference is open and free to all. Um, So I hope that everybody sees the importance of participating in an event like this. And although the conference is entitled Caribbean Women for Climate Justice, the conference itself is very inclusive and we hope to have a high level of participation from our male counterparts who we see as allies because we need everyone on board as we promote and we advocate for gender equality. So Afifa, what are some of the intended outcomes? What, What do we hope to achieve by hosting this conference? As Christine rightly said, uh, it's the conference. One of the things we want to do is really um, sound the alarm around the climate crisis, um, gender crisis, and intersectionality of those issues. Um, Just looking at the recent IPCC report, uh, we know that the Caribbean is severely affected by climate impacts, um, even more so affected than uh, our northern counterparts, even though we contribute the least amount of um, global emissions. And for us in the Caribbean, adaptation is very, very crucial if we're to like make it through the crisis. The only way we could really adapt and face the challenges is together as a region, as people, as groups, just as human beings, really, because this is our home. So the conference, uh, Caribbean Women for Climate Justice, one of the main things is really bringing people together from across the region. It's creating that space where we could have conversations across the different islands, different countries. And we want to, at the end of the conference, one of the things we really aim to do is to build original alliance create a network of partners of people across the region working in gender working in climate uh, a space where we could develop and support each other to really action some of the things that we want to see happen to ensure that we have a secure future and one of the benefits of hosting this podcast 
has been the exposure it gives to the work that is being done throughout the region that many persons may not be aware of. But we have different pockets of persons doing work throughout the region. You know, the region is fragmented and sometimes that connection is lost. So we're really hoping to provide the opportunity for connections among persons who are doing this this much needed work within the region. And I think, as I mentioned in the introduction, you know, the, the real value of partnerships, with, which allows us to really maximize the benefits of our efforts. So that being said, why is it necessary to have this conference? I think it's really important and necessary for us to have a conference like this because Caribbean people, although we're seeing the effects of climate change on a regular basis, we're often left out of the conversation when it comes to climate justice. And the vulnerability of our people, like I mentioned, we're already seeing the effects through rising sea, displacement, hurricane, in addition to the social burdens that we already have. Like these are all things that need to be centered. The recent IPCC report, it's bleak. And again, it's critical because the climate and issues that come with climate climate disruption affects our livelihood and our economy. And we know because we're small nations, it's really hard for us to rebuild when a natural disaster happens. However, a conference like this is necessary because it also allows us to highlight innovation traditional wisdom of our people and like you rightfully said there are people on the ground that are take that are taking up the challenge to address the climate crisis and i must say a lot of times there are young women um, that have taken up this really enormous challenge to address um, the various aspects of climate disruption, whether it's in water management, um, being activists, working in government spaces. So all in all, I think a conference like this is necessary because first, we usually get left out of spaces when it comes to the crisis. And this is also a space for us to highlight the issues that we face, but also the solutions that we are able to bring forward. The climate situation is overwhelming and also daunting, but I'm always encouraged and inspired by the persons that I encountered throughout the region doing work, making their contribution, making their mark to create a better future. And you know, one example of that would be the Bradford Collect. I'm also always so grateful that we connected Christine and now Ayana and Afifa. And you know, we're able to come together and do something for our region. It's for us and it's by us. And who better to solve our problems than we are. So I like to get into the minds of my listeners. So for anyone who's listening and wondering, why should I participate in this Caribbean Women for Climate Justice Conference? What would be your response? Why should you not? Uh, I mean, the conference, it's a way, it's a connection with your Caribbean neighbors. It's really a space to raise issues or have discussions about things that affect each and every one of us on a daily basis, I think I would have a harder time deciding why I should not join a conference like this, uh, even if it's just to listen and learn from the persons there. Uh, the conference, uh, we have like a mix of panels on different topics from human rights and climate justice, investing in our women, climate resilient communities and economies, um, planning for a future. We even have um, space for networking, wellness, uh, spaces to involve children, 
and also film screening. So it's a really engaging conference. We really want to make it fun. Uh, we know persons can be tired a bit of the online space, but we really want to make it interactive. And we really want persons to um, participate and just share their thoughts so that we could learn from you as well. We've been working behind the scenes to ensure that this conference is engaging and interactive and impactful. I think that's one of the main objectives, not just another talk shop, but at the end of it, you know, we hope to have identified some actions that will translate into tangible outcomes. But ladies, what panel or what aspect of the event are you most looking forward to? I know that I'm really looking forward to the film screening. I think that's a really effective medium to showcase different experiences and especially different experiences with climate change. And I'm especially excited because it's going to be centered in the Caribbean. And even though there's a wealth of information and a lot of media attention surrounding climate change, I feel like it's very rare to find that kind of um that kind of programming centered in the Caribbean. So I'm really excited to, for that and to hear people's thoughts on what they've watched. And yeah. I'm actually really looking forward to the children's session. So I know one of, we have like amazing panels on other topics and I'm definitely looking forward to those. But with this conference, I think one of the special things that we tried to do was to have a session specifically for children because um, like women, children are another group that are most times left out of the climate conversation. And while we say that the climate conversation is intersectional, it is also intergenerational. So it is really, really important for children to be involved. Uh, it's their future, really. They are the ones who are going to face worst impacts of the climate crisis if we, the current generation, don't take the actions needed. So they definitely need to have a seat at the table. They definitely need to be equipped with the skills and knowledge so that they could contribute to decisions that will impact their future so that they could be prepared to live in a future, um, adapt to the challenges that we face. So it's one of the things that I'm really looking forward to because uh, personally in my volunteer work, I've done a lot of um, sessions with children at climate change and I'm really, really looking forward to continuing uh, interacting and engaging with children. Yes, um, as my colleagues both mentioned, the con there's so many layers to this conference. Uh, it's something that anyone can tune into and learn from and add their perspective. Um, for me, I definitely am looking forward to learning from the various panelists because there is so much wisdom that our Caribbean um, brothers and sisters have. And I know, for example, in the first panel, when we talk about um, human rights, um, it directly connects back to the climate crisis and it connects back to our historical um, history with colonization and patriarchy and so forth. And then we have the last panel, which, you know, it's creating um, a plan for what our future can look, look like in the Caribbean by Caribbean people. So I always do like ending on a hopeful note, although the climate crisis is one that's bleak and there's a lot of destruction. I think there's a lot of hope that can come out of it. And one of the things that I do appreciate by working on the back end of this conference is we've taken an intentional approach at engaging youth, 
women and indigenous people in all of the panel. So it's not an add-on. It's something that's just the norm when it comes to each of the panels. I couldn't agree with you all more in terms of the amazing lineup we have, and it's difficult to choose. But you know, it is near and dear to me. So my, I'm really looking forward to the, the panel which explores the, the 2022 theme of Invest in Our Planet, and we've connected it to our conference team. So it's Invest in Our Planet, Invest in Our Women, and we'll be, we'll be examining how ensuring that our women are empowered in all realms, socioeconomically, and um, linking that to environmental protection, and how that really augurs well for our collective sustainable development. And of course, on that day, we have our keynote speaker. So I'm really looking forward to hearing from Ms. Aisha Constable, who's the founder of Girls Care based in Jamaica. I'm really excited to hear her perspective on the intersection of climate and gender justice and also uh, youth advocacy as it relates to climate action in the Caribbean. So we've outlined how amazing this conference is going to be. I know my listeners are just excited to sign up and get in on all the action. So Ayana, how can persons participate? First, I just want to reiterate that registration is free. Uh, We want to reach as many people as possible. Um, As you mentioned earlier, the conference will run from April 21st to 24th. And there will be different programming each day. So people should feel free to attend as many events as is feasible for them. And please don't forget to spread the word and invite your friends. We want, again, to reach as many people as possible. More information about registration and the schedule of events can be found on Instagram, at the Climate Conscious Podcast, and at the Breadfruit Collective. And we really look forward to seeing everyone there. So there are a million different reasons why everyone should attend this conference. It promises to be truly an impactful experience. We should all be climate and gender advocates and definitely invite you to participate in the conversation. Yes, and we're so happy to be a part of this work with you. I would like to say on behalf of the Bradford Collective, thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of your second anniversary. Happy, happy second anniversary. I can't believe um, it's two years already. And I must say that I have learned so much from the podcast. And I'm always impressed by the amount of um, people that you have and the variety of topics that you cover. And it always amazes me that these people are right here in the Caribbean. So thank you for that and congratulations. And once again, I would like to say thank you so much to Open Society Foundation for believing in us and for, you know, uh, allowing us to have a conference like this. Thank you so much, Christine. I really do appreciate your support. I really value our partnership and I look forward to working together as we do our part to advance climate and gender justice within the region. Also, thank you so much to Afifa and Ayana for their contributions to making this idea a reality. Thank you, Deval. Thank you. So I invite my listeners to follow us on Instagram at the Breadfruit Collective, at the Climate Conscious Podcast, and also check out our sponsor at Open Society Foundations. 
And there you'll get all the details about signing up for the conference. Remember, it's free of charge, open to everyone, but you need to sign up. So we really look forward to you joining us on the 21st to the 24th of April for the inaugural Caribbean Women for Climate Justice Conference. See you there.